BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. My sister won't be quiet And the dog just threw up all over my shoes Why does none of this bother me? Could it be? The spacious new Volkswagen Atlas. It does life beautifully. Wayfair is ready to make your holiday season even more joyful. Shop all things home for you and everyone on your gift list. With an incredible selection of furniture, decor, and more. All with an amazing value that'll make this holiday season the best one yet. And right now, Wayfair is turning up the savings even more with huge deals and sales. Plus, thousands of items ship fast and free. Head to Wayfair.com or download the Wayfair app in the App Store to shop the latest limited deals so you can deck it all. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every touchdown, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a 99-yard pass to score a touchdown or a fumble in the first minute of the game. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Hey Reese, bitch, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Hello, hello, welcome back yet again to another edition of the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Mike Bibbins, on Twitter at Bibbs Corner. 
joined as always by my co-host Reese Williams on Twitter at MofR25. The quest for 1,000 continues. Where are we sitting? Uh, let me check right now. We are sitting at 925. 925. Can we get 1,000 by the end of October? We're going to do a giveaway. You get absolutely nothing. If we can get rid You get nothing but maybe a shout out. Maybe a shout out. Whoever's the thousandth follower, we will give you a shout out. Um, it's been a slow grind back to the top, but but Reese, otherwise, how you doing, man? Todd, you know, long day. Uh, short night last night, which means I ain't get a lot of sleep. That's what short night means. Um, overall, doing all right. You know, it's cool. The the Saints won thirty four to nothing today. You know, uh, the Orioles are down 0-2 in the fucking playoffs. They lost today too. Yeah. Stuff. That's the five series. We just made a lot of fans, listeners happy right now. Fuck y'all. <laughs> I, f- I fuck with y'all. <clears throat> fuck y'all right now. All right. Cause cause I know I'm gonna hear the shit because I talked some shit before the series started. And I shouldn't have, but I did. Yeah, it's a setup. It's all good. It's all good. It is what it is. Uh hit a parlay today, you know. Um Hoping to hit one for this game. Something real easy I put in for this game. It's already halfway there. I just need C.D. Lamb to get six catches now. Uh, six more or six total? Six total. He has one. Okay. So I need five more. What quarter is it? It's second quarter. Oh, shit. What the? What this? <laughs> <laughs> the hell was that? We ain't gonna talk about that. Whoever oh. we'll see that on the Patreon, don't ask no questions. That's 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 an old motherfucker moment, boy. <laughs> that's some shit only old motherfucker deal with. Uh, let me ask you something. You we know, always got to throw some kind of coming, young blood. <laughs> we always got to throw some type of movie talking here. I haven't seen anything this weekend. I don't think you have, right? I didn't watch anything this weekend. I was gonna, I considered a couple, but ended up not going. Have you seen? Oh, did you watch Loki? Is it out? Yeah, the whole series. No, 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 just episode one. No, I have not. Okay, yeah, it's 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 good so far. It's crazy how different Loki feels from every other <laughs> every other show. Uh, the, I watched the Midnight Boys. Not watch, listen to the Midnight Boys reaction. Midnight Boys, because I haven't had nothing to listen to the day. I've been missing the Midnight Boys because I haven't been watching anything they reacting to. Right. I haven't been watching the Star Wars stuff, but uh, all of them like the first episode, including Charles. That's that's how you know it's good. That's how you know it's good. (laughs) Um, But did you hear what? Did you see what Martin Scorsese said? Why he got something to say all the time? Like what? What he say? Let me look up the longer quote because the one I see right now was kind of short. Uh, hold up. He says something about his movie being long, of course. His movie? Killers of the Flower Moon? Yeah. yeah. We're a diaper to that one, folks. Yeah. Martin Scorsese on the three-hour-plus runtime of Killers of the Flower Moon. You can sit in front of the TV and watch something for five hours. It's not the same. Really not. There are many people who watch theater for three and a half hours. You give it that respect. Give cinema some respect. Man, Lathan retweeted it. 
and said, Marty is a legend, but this bit is getting old. And I agree. Yeah, he's starting to get on my nerves. He's getting he's becoming that old, tired, out of touch dude. Like, oh, this is cinema. You give cinema like, bro, no, three and a half hours ain't cinema. Cut your movie down, bro. Like, you're a great act. I'm a great director, one of the greatest of all time. Cut your fucking movie down. Nobody wants to go to the movies and sit for three and a half hours. Sitting in front of the TV for three and a half hours or five hours is not the same. It's sitting in a movie theater for three and a half hours. It's not. I can pause my television. I can go take a walk. I can go get something to drink, use the bathroom, and not miss a thing. Sitting in a theater for three and a half hours straight, I'm not comfortable. I'm around people. I can't go to the bathroom when I want. I can't pause it. I can't replay something. Like I can't do any of those things. It's not the same thing as a binge watch. He's tripping. Justice the Snyder cut. I say do a do a do a extended cut on the DVD or something like. It's all you gotta do, bro. The Snyder cut would have never. That shit would not have made it in the theaters. Bro. I was gonna say I wouldn't have gone to see that. I would not have gone to see that. I would not have gone to see that. I didn't. I, I watched that shit two different days. <laughs> at home when it came out, like, I watched it in one sitting. But I do, I did, I do think I paused like halfway and went and did some stuff or whatever. Like, come on, man! Like he he he's out of touch. I'm not saying his movies are out of touch. I mean, the movie's still quality, so I guess... Yeah, like, god damn, brother, like... I can do three hours. I can manage three hours. Like, I can power through three hours. Because <laughs> Oppenheim was three hours, I think. How long was Django? I don't know. Five hours. I, I don't know how long Django was. <clears throat> um... Django's the only movie I struggle with, and that's just because I had to pee the whole time. And I did not make it. I also didn't see Django in theaters. 245. Two hours okay. But I had I, I think I peed like two hours fifteen mark. Like Endgame was an exception because this was like a culmination of something. Like this is something we're invested in. If Marvel just came out with a movie for a new superhero and said it's three hours long. I'm not going to see that shit, bro. I'm not watching a three hour long Squirrel Girl movie. That's not happening. I'm not watching a three hour long origin film. You're crazy. Like, Fantastic Four, three hours. Love not it. watching it. All right. You know what? I might be capping. That's Fantastic Four. <laughs> <laughs> I might be capping. I might be capping. There might if be fan- if it's fantastic. I was about to say, if it's Fantastic Four or X Men. I'll make the exception. But any origin story outside of that, not not doing it. Yeah, I I, I see that runtime and I don't want to go. Unless I can get a 10 a.m. showing where I feel like I haven't ruined, lost my entire day by going to this movie, then I can't do it. Like we talked about, I don't know if it was on here or on one of the other podcasts. I was like, man, I'm excited. Killers of the Flower Moon looks so good. And you said the runtime. I was like, fuck, man. Like, he keep doing this. Like the trailer looks so good. The movie looks so it's Leo and it's Marty. And then you gotta remember it's Marty. Yeah. Then you gotta look up the runtime. And then he gonna try to shame people for not wanting to sit there for three and a half fucking hours. It is what it is. I, I I'm not gonna see it, bro. I'm not, I'm not going to theaters to see it. I was just thinking, I was like looking at it like, really? Am I going to do that? I keep considering it like maybe I could go to an early showing. 
There's only a few circumstances Ooh. under which. Is that Michael Gallup? Oh, I don't know who that is. You're looking real hard. We ain't faded out yet. I don't, I don't know who that is. Um, still don't know. Still don't know. It ain't Michael Gallup, Turpin, whoever the hell that is. Anyway, um, I I keep considering it because I'm like, it looks so good. I want to make the exception, but then I'll be like, bro, I know I don't want to sit there for that long. It's, it comes down to like the situation I'm in. That's October 20th. That's two weeks. <clears throat> that's my one week between travel weeks. Uh, I might be doing other things. We'll see. <clears throat> uh, I know one thing. If we, do it, we ain't never got. We ain't got to worry about the 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 review being longer than the movie. Uh, no, I think that's a safe bet. <laughs> um, speaking of reviews. Uh, me and Tyler was supposed to get together to do the Exorcist, the new one. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think he, he went and saw it. I had just been seeing people talking about it and saying it was complete cheeks. And he saw it and said, yeah, I would not subject you to watching that movie. So no Exorcist review is coming. Yeah, I still might watch the original just to maybe talk about that. But the uh, the old one, nah. Is the original on your list? The The one behind me? Yeah, I don't think so. Okay, um, I don't think so. Actually, I, I have a quick way of checking that. Now I think about it. <clears throat> I was um, what was I gonna say? Me and Tyler are going to do like a ten horror top ten horror movie type list or something like that, or ten movies to watch during spooky season. Okay, go back and forth episode here soon for Halloween. But other than that, I don't know what the next review I'm doing to be doing is. Maybe Killers of the Flower Moon if you're trying to do that one. Where is that's if we both see it? I'm saying <laughs> what's coming out. Like, let me check. <clears throat> the Exorcist was the first one I had. Crawled. Oh, I finally saw TMNT. Thoughts? It was cool. Okay, it was just cool. Ice Cube. I, I, it was cool. It, it wasn't. It didn't blow my mind. It wasn't like, oh my god, this this changes animation. This is great. It wasn't on some Spider Man shit, right? It was just a cool time. Solid, solid little flick. Solid, solid. All right, let me see. We're looking for the excesses, right? Nope, it's not on here. There are some horror movies. Let's see what horror movies are on here. That would be a good thing to knock out. <clears throat> Seven. Would you count that as a like Halloween? Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs for sure. Seven, I wouldn't. Let's see, Silence of the Lambs is there. I could do that. Um, Alien. Yes. Psycho. Yes, absolutely. Rear Window is more of a mystery, right? Yeah, but I love that movie. Uh, I thought that was yours. So I'll say that for you. Um. Joker Django's actually on this list. I forgot. Aliens with the S. The Shining. I already did that one. I mean, I watched it recently. Um, I think I'm running out of it. There's a few options. I figured. Have you seen the trailer for that fucking movie, (coughs) Emma Stone? What? Have you seen the trailer for that movie with Emma Stone and Mark Ruffalo? What's it called? 
weird looking ass movie. That's the name of the movie. It no, nah, it just looked fucking weird. I probably have, but you gotta have to give me a name or something. Um, let me try to find it. What the fuck is it? Poor things. <clears throat> Maybe not. Maybe I haven't seen it. When's it coming out? Uh release date December eighth, but apparently I guess it's already shown at like Festivals. Festivals and shit because it's got a ninety eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes, eight point two on IMDB. It's one of those uh and it's coming out December 8th, so I already know what type of shit they on. It's it's one of those Oscar fucking films, and <clears throat> it looks like one of those, oh, man, the uh, old farts that are 90, 80 years old on their deathbed voting on fucking Oscar movies are going to love this shit. But this shit looks fucking boring. Yeah, this yeah. shit looks whack. I, I used to want, I used to care to watch all the movies. I can't do it no more. Like, I, I realize like, I'm wasting my time. Cannot do it. Wasting my time. Um, know when I realized I waste my time? What's that? When I watched Lincoln. I don't think I've ever seen that movie. I watched it when that was, I think. That was the end of the Oscars, right? Yeah, the year it was nominated. I think I watched it before or after the Oscars. And it was long, and I was just like, this shit was all right. Like, outside of Daniel Day Lewis, I don't give a fuck about nobody else in this shit. Right. Like, I. Watch it. I watch those movies, and afterward, I'd be like, "What did I gain from this?" This shit ain't tell me nothing. I ain't already know. But yeah, that that Emma Stone movie looks whack as fuck. Um, I don't think anything's coming out. That's all I. Uh, I, I literally just had the sheet up and didn't look like a dummy. Uh, Are you in uh? Are <clears throat> gonna do Five Nights at Freddy's? Possibly. The holdovers comes out the twenty seventh. I'll be in Savannah, Georgia that week, so I don't know what my. I should be back. I'll be back home on the weekend, but I don't know when. I'm, well, I should be back home by Saturday. I'll probably see it that Saturday. We'll see. Doom Part Two got moved. I need to update that. That's Have you episode. heard of the movie Thanksgiving? You got to look on your face like it's probably not something I'm trying to watch. It's a horror movie. About turkeys killing people? About what? Turkeys killing people? Nah, that would be crazy, though. Um, it, it's a serial killer film. Oh, that sounds like, sound like something I would watch. It sounds interesting. I saw the trailer for it. So what was that look on your face? It didn't look low budget. It just seems interesting. It seems like one of those things that they could co- you could come away like, oh, man, this is really campy horror but it's like it looks like <clears throat> I know they're not taking it serious because the tagline was there will be no leftovers so that's kind of fire low key low key I can't lie low key you saw what happened what, what was the what was the one last year the Christmas one so, uh, Violent Night Violent Night that was fire yeah that was fire that was mess with Violent Night like if you told hey. me it was the same people, I'd be all in. Hey, it, I, who knows? It might be, but 
I guess we should talk about basketball today. I think we should talk about basketball. We're about 15 minutes in. So before we do that, I'm going to drop the disclaimers I should have dropped earlier in the show. First of all, read the show notes. If you don't care about none of the basketball stuff, well, you've listened to the non-basketball stuff now, so it is what it is. But for future reference, if you don't care about the basketball stuff, read the show notes. I try to put the show notes together to let you know when you can skip ahead. If you do not care about our lives, I'm not going to take that personal. If you don't mm-hmm. care about the movie talk, I'm not taking that personal. You can skip ahead. I'll tell you when the basketball start talk starts. Uh, five-star reviews on Apple and Spotify. We need those. Make sure you leave a, a written uh, description, even if you want to say, you know, uh, <laughs> I, can't, I can't do what I was about to say. I was about to, I was about to go sexy red on him. Uh, you was about to go what? Sexy red. I was about to do it. <laughs> Don't do that. They might, they might take your comment down. Um, <clears throat> even if you just want to say these guys cool or whatever, that's that's fine. Just write, just write what you want to write. Uh, writing a note on the on the Apple review. Uh, boost it a little bit more in the algorithm. Spotify, you just got to hit the five-star thing. Um, we appreciate any five-star review that is left. Follow the Instagram, Mavs Outsiders Pod. YouTube, Mavs Outsiders. You posted some clips recently, right? Yeah, I posted um, a video on the YouTube. It was us talking about the um, the conversation around the defense or if they gave up too much gotcha. lag defense now for the uh for the Portland Trailblazers. Okay. And that's from the- we in a, when it when we do the interviews, it'll be a lot of clips going up from that. So if you're not subscribed to the Patreon, that's a nice way to if you're not subscribed to the Patreon, the YouTube is a nice way to see video stuff without seeing the whole episode. There you go. Uh and then finally actually no final. That's it. Subscribe to the Patreon. Do you want to do a Patreon shout out or save it for later? Save it for later. All right. <clears throat> Let's take a quick break and then we'll come back when we talk about Mavs basketball because we can actually do that now. Here on the Mavs Outsiders podcast, you're not going to hear a whole lot of capping going on, but today we're making an exception. That's because we're proud to be sponsored by New Era Cap the official headwear provider of the NFL, MLB, and NBA. When the Mavs won the title in 2011, one of the first things I did was jump online to buy championship merch. I bought two things, a t-shirt with the path to the ring and the official New Era cap with the Larry O'Brien trophy beside the Mavs logo. I can describe it 12 years later because that hat is just as crispy as it was the day it arrived. You too can support the Mavs in style by purchasing your own New Era cap. And because we like you, we're going to give you a discount code. Shop the official headwear provider of the NBA and get 15% off when you go to neweracap.com slash MavsOutsiders and use code MavsOutsiders at checkout. That's 15% off your order using promo code MavsOutsiders. You can thank us later. Some exclusions apply. All right, folks, we're back, and we are really back. Talking about basketball, finally, uh, the ball is bouncing in Abu Dhabi. I was about to start Frank freestyling. I, I, I right, you did. Sure. I'm, I'm tired, too. I, mean, I didn't discuss it, but I am tired, too. Oh, shit. It's worse when you're tired. I ain't going to lie. 
<clears throat> Say what? It's worse when you tired. I ain't gonna lie. I'm gonna do my best to keep it together as we go through this process. I hope so. Uh, but the the preseason is here. You know, yeah. Luca and them playing basketball, and you know it's been a long off season. I'm very glad to see basketball happening again, even though the Mavs got clapped in both games by the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, I know you didn't get to watch either of the games live. I watched the first one while I was working, but I had it on mute, so I was like kind of halfway paying attention. Mm-hmm. Second one, I actually did get to watch straight through. Um, but you did watch the 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 condensed highlights. So any anything stand out for you or anything you saw people talking about that that you wanted to, to kind of dive deeper into? I saw people uh, on the timeline that Dag Debo almost had a touchdown. Uh, on the timeline, the main people I saw discussed uh, were Omax. Josh Green, Derek Lively, and briefly some Rashawn Rashawn Holmes stuff. Okay. Um. So going in instinctually, obviously those were the guys I was looking out for. And to be honest, going into preseason games, I'm not looking for stuff from Luca. Not looking for stuff from Kyrie, Dwight Powell, um, Seth Curry. Seth Curry has been who he's been for for a while. I'm looking at guys like Dante Exum. The two rookies, Josh Green, Grant Williams, uh, the two-way guys to an extent, uh, you know, things like that. So Grant Williams, solid. Like, not standing out too much, but he's solid. One thing I will say, I need him to get to those fucking corners. Taking these threes at the top of the goddamn. I don't need you taking threes on the wings and taking threes at the sit your ass in the corner. Be PJ Tucker. Because them threes he was taking out on the wings and at the top of the key, it it, it wasn't working for me. The shot is ugly. So that's ugly as fuck. Like every shot he took, I was like, did he mean to take that? Like, Cause it's like he just thought at the last, like the last second, he just decided to fling that thing. But then I realized that's how his shot just looks. It's ugly. I would rather look at it being shot from the corner than looking at it from the side, because then I get to see the whole shot. But um, <clears throat> I like his defense. Um, he's a big body. He's not somebody you're gonna push around, and it feels so good to have somebody like that in the front court on the Mavericks, which leads right into Derek Lively. Um, I'm not going to say what I want to say because we're going to talk about this, but I like what I see. Okay. There's growth to be had, obviously. He's a rookie, but I like what I see. The first game specifically, um, going up against Rudy and Nas Reed, I think something he's going to have to deal with is the fact that, and I think he, not I think, he knows this based off of the media day interview. He's going to get a lot of foul calls. It's going to be points where he has his hands straight up and he's going to get called for fouls because he's a rookie. I saw that in the Timberwolves game. It's plenty of times he stonewalled Rudy Gobert, defended the layup perfectly. Didn't look like a foul to me. The foul got called anyway. Gonna have to live with that. I'm okay with that 
especially when you're sending bigs to the line that aren't that great free throw shooters anyway. I just want him to stay out of free throw trouble because I've seen it before. The white and this is not a shot of the white power. It's just the difference. Like Derek Lively is an interior force. The white pile is not. It's not his role. But the white pile up against Rudy Gobert or Nas Reed or other bigs in that same position, they're scoring. They're getting the layup because he's not really doing much to stop them. That's not Derek Lively. Playing situations where I saw Derek Lively fight for rebounds that the white pile does not fight for, that the white pile does not come away with. Right there is the difference. That's the type of stuff we need. So if you catch on to what I'm saying, I'm basically you. You you, you said you weren't gonna say it, but huh? So you said you weren't gonna say it, but yeah, I'm not gonna say it. I'm gonna save it. So <clears throat> I guess one of the big storylines previously was uh, Jason Kidd started Omax and Derek Lively. So uh, the the biggest question, I guess, or the biggest thing to see for me, first of all, I kind of ha- knew what to expect from Derek Lively, but it was was nice to see him with Luca personally and then omax was the the x factor because a lot of people have been putting a lot of hype a lot of stock into the idea of him being the day one starter me for me i was like I, i'm not sure i want to I, I need to see it and i don't <clears throat> i wasn't going to say i don't want it because i i wanted to see it first but i personally from what i had previously seen felt like it was a set of a recipe for disaster if he ends up being the starter and in the first two games i can say definitively Josh Green outplayed him um, yeah. and you know we've been on two podcasts before we got to record this one and I would say that uh, Josh Green perhaps and I, I hate halfway having to give Jason Kidd potential, potentially some credit here but perhaps Jason Kidd put Omax in front of Josh Green for these preseason games to kind of light a fire under his cheeks let him put him, put him on alert to say hey your job can be given away if you don't really want it and I feel like Josh responded to that and he came out. He was aggressive in the first game, at least a little bit less aggressive in the second game. He passed mm-hmm. up some shots. But um, overall, again, I think he just is a better player right now, a more ready player. And he's supposed to be. He's a four year veteran. I mean, he's going to his fourth season. He's trying to get his his bag right now. So he needs to be out playing him. Um, on the other side, I you know I care about my two way guys. AJ Lawson had a had a nice game off the bench in the first game. I did like what I saw from AJ Lawson. Yes, and again, it's the hustle. Like it's it's not necessarily everything's gonna be pretty or clean, but he's hustling. He's flying around. He's he's doing the little things. That's what Josh does as well. Like I I, I like him slotted behind Josh long term. Um, <clears throat> then you have Dexter Dennis, who's a guy I didn't really know much about. First game, he came in, he was wet from three. And then in the second game, he was trying to put people on. He had a huge dunk. I don't know if you got to it when you were watching the recap. But yet, yeah, well, he tried to dunk on two dudes first. And he came down another time, and they cleared the lane because they saw what he did previously. He had a – he's athletic. He can shoot threes. Like, I'm I'm pretty sure he's about to get that last two-way person, even though I like Greg Brown. Well, to say it wasn't necessarily a recap. It's just it shows every possession. It just cuts out all the fat. So it's like it's not showing them bringing the ball up the court. It's just, you know, stuff like that. But I I miss that. But I will say watching the game, I thought about what you said about um, kid potentially lighting the fire under Josh's ass. And then I'm, as I'm watching it, I'm thinking I'm like, I'm not giving him that credit because 
I don't think that's why Josh is playing like this. I think Josh is playing like this because this is Josh. Like we always, we've never had to question whether Josh plays hard. It's just the decisions he's made and his skill set and his skill level. I think the issue, well, not think, I know. I think we all know the issue with the end of last season was trying to fit into his role. He became less aggressive because Kyrie was there. He wasn't sure if he could take these shots or should take these shots. I think now that that's passed, and like you said in the first game, I saw it. He was aggressive. Less aggressive in the second game, but something consistent with both games is that I see he slowed his game down a bit. Right. He's not going 100 miles power all the time, and that's good. Even on fast breaks, there was a moment in the first game I saw him on a fast break, and he wasn't going just 100 miles power like, fuck it, I'm going to just attack. He stopped. Right. Ha- who did he hand it off to? I think he... I want to say he handed it off to Luca, but I'm not sure. Yeah. And it resulted in a bucket. Um, I just wanted to keep that consistency. I think it's clear he's Omax isn't ready, and that's okay. Like he's not expected to be ready. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't agree with the day one starter thing. I said, hey, maybe you know, down the line during the season, he could take the starting spot. That's realistic. Anything could happen. But seeing this right now, I don't see that happen. I think I think Josh has that position locked right now. Um, and he probably will for the remainder of the season. Um, but if, if Omax doesn't start to to do more in the court outside of just defense and, and hustle work, he's gonna have a hard time finding minutes. Yeah. I mean that's that's really what it comes down to. And I see people already saying send him to the G League, which <clears throat> that's going to be hard to do, I think. But, <clears throat> excuse me, unless they played Derrick Jones Jr., I should say, ahead of him, I can see that being like a hard call to like send him down. And maybe Derrick Jones Jr. does need to play ahead of him, but that's that's kind of my fear with Jason Kidd is uh, having to figure out which guys to play and knowing that he's not good at that. Yeah. Sorry, my... He's terrible at it, actually. I'm I'm trying to make sure. So I don't know. It, what I saw confirmed a lot of what I was already thinking, as far as a lot of talent that's kind of similarly skilled. Um, I think I made the comment on uh, the We Talk Mavs pod. Check that out on YouTube, by the way. We were on We Talk Mav, and we were on uh, Gifted. Yeah. Gifted, uh, hoops. Uh, yeah. Gifted hoops on weeks. YouTube. Check both of those out. Um, but one of the things that I talked about was how it's pretty much Luca, Kyrie, and everybody else is like in the seventies as far as their two K ratings. And depending on the day, the 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 phases of the moon is going to determine which ones are better that day. And I I just don't trust Jason Kidd to make the right decisions on who should be playing. There's also a bit too much consistency when it comes to positions and what guys provide redundancy basically yeah redundancy like it is gonna have to be some tough choices to make like if dark jones jr is earning minutes over omax you don't want him just sitting on the bench not getting time so then maybe the g league is a good idea i'm looking at the roster now because one of the things i was going to do 
is kind of work out what you think your rotations will be. And like, I'm struggling with what my yeah. rotation will be because of that, that redundancy of players. And it comes down to who do I like more? Uh, it's not necessarily who's better. It's who do I like more? And, that and is, it's, that's what kids, that's a decision kids are essentially going to be making. It's tough because there's no gap between the players and talent. Like, there's not enough gap between anyone outside of Kyrie and Luca. There's not a big enough gap to where you can say, all right, you clearly need to be playing over this guy. And I would say that extends pretty much to almost every single spot besides the first two, besides those two. Yeah, that's what I meant. Even Grant Williams. Yeah, like if somebody says Maxie needs to start over Grant Williams, there's an argument. There's an argument. So with that said, let's take a quick break and then we'll say what we think our rotations will be right now. All right. Amplify your sports passion with Bet Online. Bet on your favorite teams and sporting events to make every moment even more exciting. The NFL season is basically underway, and there's a lot of money waiting for you to win. What better way to enjoy some Sunday night football than to have some stake in the game with Bet Online? Not comfortable placing bets before games? That's cool. You can take advantage of live and play betting for any game. Watching the New York Jets? Second quarter, going into halftime? Aaron Rodgers only has 130 passing yards, and you thinking maybe, just maybe, he can hit 350. If you like the lines on it, place the bet during the live game and cash out if he hits even before the game is over. The live betting feature allows you to bet on your favorites quickly and easily and in real time. Find live lines for all major sporting events, including NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, and soccer along with a wide variety of promotions, including welcome bonus, reload bonuses, free bets, and contests. Claim your welcome bonus and get started with a bang. Register today and grab your exclusive welcome bonus to start your sportsbook betting journey. Go to the link in the show notes to receive a 50% bonus on your first deposit up to $1,000. Dollars. All right, we're back, and it's time to make those tough decisions. You know, I talked about I think Jason Kidd is going to make the wrong decisions, and you know I don't trust him to make the right decisions. But how fair is it for me to make these calls without saying what I would do in his shoes? So let's let's get that going. I think we're going to start with the free spaces, uh, Luca and Kyrie. I think we can go ahead and lock those two in. They locked. Um, <laughs> who you going with at the three? Josh Green. Easy call. Do you need to explain it? Nope. Easy call for me, especially after what I've seen. The only competition there is between Josh and Omax. I don't see Tim having a chance to start. Clearly, that's what Jason Kidd said. Um, So, yeah, it's Josh, clearly. Yeah, I think Josh has to be that third guy. Um, He's ready. He's he's used to being a catch-and-shoot guy. He can do that. He also runs the floor. So when Kyrie's pushing in a break, he has somebody actually running with him. I need that also. Um, <clears throat> and he has some playmaking skills. So it's not just Luka and Kyrie. They'll be initiating every play. But if they hit Josh Green, Josh Green can make a play too. Uh, it's not just a, a finisher. It's not just Luka, Kyrie, and finishers all over the court. 
I, I need that on, on the roster as well. Yeah. Moving to the four spot. <clears throat> Got to go with Grant Williams. I think that's I'm, I'm, I'm obviously a safe because he's a new guy. They're not going to, I can't imagine they're going to put him on the bench, but excuse me, Grant Williams at that four spot seems to be locked in. I think that one thing I said when we got him, uh, I don't know if I said it on the pod, but I think I tweeted it. Like Grant Williams is essentially a Josh Green level player in a different position. Like I, I think what I, the way I put it was that statistically there's, there's stat lines are going to look similar often. Yeah. And in these first two games that has pretty much played out exactly like that. Uh, anybody that's expecting Grant Williams to be out here getting mad buckets on a nightly basis or or filling up the stat sheet, kill, uh, being, you know, Kenneth Fareed, prime Kenneth Fareed on the boards, then you don't, you weren't watching him and you probably shouldn't have had an opinion on him. Uh, he is going to play great defense. He's going to be solid. He's going to get in the way. He's going to hustle and hit corner threes. Like that's what he does. That's what he's going to do. I'm, I'm prepared for that. I'm ready for that. I don't have to, I love a good consistent player, a player that I know what they're going to do night in and night out. And that's what he is. Can you guess what Grant Williams perimeter defense is on 2K? Perimeter? Mm-hmm. 83. Lower? 67. Higher? Lower? Just like a 59, bro. Perimeter, maybe. I, I can see him being slow-footed, I guess. Nah, there's a difference. Oh. They, they have perimeter defense and they have lateral quickness. Okay. His perimeter defense is very low. Interesting. What's his I don't think it should be that low. Is the interior defense solid? Yeah, it's decent. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> That's going to be interesting to watch. <clears throat> All right, so I, I set you up for this perfectly on, on purpose because you kind of were hinting. Oh, wait, let me say, yes, I have Grant Williams at the four as well. I never said, yeah, but go ahead. Okay. Any competition, any thoughts going otherwise? Or no. No, no. So, again, set you up since you kind of teased it earlier. Who are you starting at the five? This is a position like the three that is kind of up for grabs, allegedly. Derek Lively is the starting center for me. I think the only competition right now is who is the second center off the bench between Rashawn and Dwight Powell. So you're you're putting Lively in pin. Pinned in. I've I hate to say I've seen enough, but I've seen enough. <laughs> Man, like, what is it for you? It's all the things that we've been looking for that Dwight Powell doesn't do. Rim protection, whether that be actually blocking shots, deterring people at the at the rim, stonewalling bigs at the rim, actually making an impact when he's defending their layups. Uh I still want to see better picks set. I feel like he is a better lob threat than Dwight Powell. <gasps> yeah, you know, I know y'all think Dwight Powell's a lethal lob threat. He used to be before the injury, not his fault. But um, I think Derek Lively is a better lob threat in that pick and roll uh, with Luca. I just I, I've seen enough. I'm not saying to do. I would like him to just play 20 minutes a game. Lively. Yeah, just starting out like gradually bring him along. 20 minutes a game. Obviously, you rotate with Dwight Powell. Dwight Powell's gonna get his minutes. Um, Dwight Powell 
Uh, right now, I kind of have. I actually have Dwight Powell as the second center. Like you cheating then? You want you going to add? All right. We were gonna go to the bench too. Oh yeah, that's right. <clears throat> anyway, Derek Lively's a center. Uh, <laughs> it's no, it's no question for me right now. Um, and I think that's the best fit for for the team, especially for the starting lineup. Yeah. Uh, so far, we're gonna keep it boring. I have Lively starting center as well. Um, I, I made the comment in the second game, you know, since I actually got to watch, <clears throat> there was a play where a player drove, got past his man, and Lively came up and, like, blocked the shot at the top of the glass. And I, I it, it was like a jump scare because I'm not used to having <laughs> centers contest shots. Like, dude, blow by their man. Like, it's a layup. Yeah. Or Dwight Powell's flailing, and we, we already know it's not going to actually be a block or nothing like that. Uh, so to actually see him get a block, uh, there was a couple possessions where dudes drove to the lane two, three, four times and passed out. Like, I'm not used to that. So I'm just just that alone is enough for me. You add in the chemistry he's building with uh, the guards as far as being a lob threat. There was one play early in the game, Josh threw like a half-court lob pass that he didn't catch. But, again, guys are looking for him in that way. It's not something that we've had in the past. He's got to work on his hands. He's got to be, like you said, work on his screens. Uh, show some patience on those screens because – I'm not going to be able to afford him getting fouls in that way because they're going to be hard on him on the defensive end as it is. Um, I think I hope he can get past 20 minutes, but like we said, he he yeah. only played 20 minutes a game in college, so that's there's likely going to be a learning curve. And like you mentioned earlier, the refs are probably going to be hard on him early on just because he's a rookie. He's not going to get a good whistle. Got to earn that. Um, but, yeah, I need him to start. That's the type of center I want. I uh, also mentioned wouldn't be mad. If we made a move for a veteran big, uh, yeah. whether that be a Clint Capella to put in front of him to save him, or even I, I don't know why it's not. I don't think it's. Do you think it's unheard of to get Clint Capella and have him come off the bench? In this situation, yes. Right now, Clint is better than okay. Derek. Yeah. To be honest, to be honest, if you're gonna get a center just to come off the bench behind Lively, you don't have to go get Clint Capella. You the price. Yeah. So yeah, and then the other option, of course, would be to get another defense defender slash lob threat big to get to for insurance behind them, which is likely the way they will probably go at this point. Yeah. Um, all right. So now I'm gonna give I think what is gonna be the first I don't want to say shocker, but name is gonna be a little bit different than what what I think Jason Kidd is actually gonna do. And that is my first guard off the bench is Dante Axel. I expected that from you. Yeah. I I I I know we have a ton of guards, but all the other guards that would be in the rotation are sc- scores. They're out there to get buckets. They're not doing much else. And that's not that's not good enough for me. I need a guy like Axel who's gonna defend, who's gonna hustle, who's gonna play make for others. You got Exum has to be my first guard off the bench, in my opinion. He has to be Luca's primary backup, and um, he's a veteran. I think you can justify it as far as being a coach making that decision. I, I just think that that makes the most sense, in my opinion. Who's your first guard off the bench? Uh, my first guard off the bench is Jaden Hardy. Um, I get what you're saying when you said you want an actual point guard, but with Jaden Hardy being the first point guard, first guard off the bench. He's going to be playing with a point guard. He's either going to be playing with Luca or he's going to be playing with Kyrie. 
I prefer Jaden Hardy off the ball. Yeah, he can play on the ball somewhat when he's looking to score. He's not a point guard. But if he's on the court with Kyrie, Kyrie's on the ball, obviously. Yes, Kyrie is a scorer, but Kyrie is a very capable point guard as well. And I think that's an underappreciated uh, part of his game, to be quite honest, uh, playmaking for others. Um, Jaden Hardy can play off of Kyrie perfectly fine. Whether it's Kyrie that's coming out and Lucas fan in, that's obvious. Don't have to explain that. Um, so yeah, uh, Jaden Hardy's my first guy off the bench. Not saying Dante shouldn't play. I just hey. would prefer to have Jaden off of the bench first. Okay. Uh, the next position is going to go to you first, and it would be your backup big. You kind of already said it, but I'll make you say it again and explain why. Uh, my backup big is Dwight Powell. Um, consistency does matter. Obviously, I'm not going to sit here and say Dwight Powell doesn't bring anything. Um, but between – I haven't seen enough from Rashawn Holmes to say, just sit Dwight Powell. Not saying Rashawn shouldn't play at all. There's going to be times where Rashawn should play. And I think by the end of the season, I'll change my mind. Or by halfway through the season, I'll change my mind. But right now, I'd rather just stick with the White Um, It could be a bit of a toss-up. Eventually, hey, by the end of the preseason, I might change my mind. But uh, he obviously has that chemistry with Luka. And it's crazy the type of chemistry that Derek Lively has already built with Luca. Luca already trusts him, and you can see that. I think we're still waiting for Rashawn Holmes to build that with Luca. Yeah. And until then, I'd rather stick with chemistry over trying to build chemistry. And I would prefer to have Dwight Powell come in. And I know Dwight Powell can handle the minutes while Derek Lively is taking a rest. Because, like I said, don't want to play Derek Lively. A lot of minutes, 20 minutes a game, which means Dwight would get 15 minutes. Maybe less. Or maybe 10 I minutes. I kind of have four. a formula I'm going to run by you when I get there, but. Okay. <clears throat> um, so for me, I, I have Holmes as this big getting the second most minutes. Um, my ideal role for Powell is, let's say, the goal is to play lively 30 minutes a game. Mm -hmm. If he gets in foul trouble, has to come out early or whatever the case may be, that's when Dwight Powell comes in. Okay. Um, Dwight Powell is the, he's the cleanup man for lively not getting to be, not being able to get his full minutes. Um, and he, can also be like the transitional guy. So like Lively plays the first six minutes of the game. Dwight Powell comes in for two to three and then Holmes finishes out the quarter type of thing. Um, <clears throat> I, I, I like the idea of bullpen bigs. I do think that Holmes needs more time to get chemistry with Luca. I think it was SJ who said that uh, Luca needs to figure out how to work with bigs who aren't lob threats. Because uh, Holmes was there for like a couple bounce passes or pocket passes that Luca wasn't hitting, and I think his yeah. game is more conducive to getting the ball lower anyway. 
Like yeah. He's not gonna giving him the ball up high is not setting him up for success. But that again just comes with time and getting to learn each other a bit better. Um, but yeah, I have I, currently I have Holmes just because he's a scoring threat and he's a rebounder. I don't know what Dwight Powell is besides a safety net as far as like there's no one thing. Well, besides setting screens, but there's no like thing that he brings that uh, is gonna make the defense do anything like Holmes they, they at least have to attest for it when he gets the ball in his hands they know that he can score and they have to attest for that and I think that goes to the chemistry thing I was mentioning as well just learning that hey this is not the law threat type of guy you have to get the ball to him differently and he'll actually be able to score in the position that you're putting him in he has a nice float of game in that mid-range to close range area uh that can be utilized in the pick and roll that that push shot right so uh yeah i think that goes with chemistry all right my next guy third guy off the bench this is the eight man rotation right now wish Jaden hardy um to take not to repeat anything you said before uh we need a bucket getter and i see people talking about him being inconsistent taking bad shots i said it yet last year and it's even more definitive now Somebody's going to be doing it. I'm cool. I'm ready for it to be the young guy. Like, I I don't need a 30-year-old being the guy throwing up bullshit and making it sometimes and missing it the rest. Uh, The second game, people were talking about how bad he was playing, but he played bad in the first half, balled out in the second half as far as, like, the shooting percentages. And then it comes out to a pretty solid line at the end of the night. Um, I'm I'm ready for Jaden Hardy to step into that role full-time. And that means I'm ready for somebody else to disappear from the roster, but that's neither here nor there. Jaden Hardy's my third guy. Who's your third? So far, you got Hardy and Powell, right? Yeah. Yes. My third guy is kind of tough because I was thinking one of the between a forward and center position, but my third guy is the guy I'm pretty sure you talked about. Being gone and going with Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, as long as he's here, you got to play him. And and you're not going to play him bench warmer minutes because he's not a bench warmer. We may not, we may have our issues with Tim, but he's not a bench warmer. Like he's going to play at least 15 to six, 15 to 18 minutes a game. Yeah. That's just a fact. Even J Kid say he wants him to win six man of the year. So that says all we need to know about that and you want shooters out there uh he's not the defender that josh green or even omax or grant williams is or even dante exum but he provides the offense and it's a guy that you know isn't going to be afraid to shoot the ball even when he should be um so i'm gonna go with tim as my third guy to mainly play that wing position not shooting guard Prefers more as a small forward to open up those two guard spots for guys like Jaden Hardy, Dante Exum, Seth Curry, you know, stuff like that, that rotation. But uh, yeah, you, my name, you named a couple guys that ain't in your rotation yet. So I just mean like about how bad these rotations look. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying I want him to play small forward so he doesn't take up the guard spots for other people. Uh, Yeah, Tim is my third guy. Yeah, so Coach Bibbs is giving Tim the, the Thibodeau treatment. So don't expect to hear his name as we move forward. 
What you mean the Thibodeau treatment? The Evan Fournier Thibodeau treatment. That's fucked up. Uh, that motherfucker better than Evan Fournier, man. Who's your fourth guy? <laughs> the Evan Fournier with a with a good hairline. My fourth guy is Maxi Kleber. <clears throat> uh, can't have Grant Williams playing forty fucking minutes or <laughs> something like that. Like we can't. Um, he needs to take a rest at some point. Um, I think this position is perfect for Maxi coming in off the bench for a guy. Uh, at the four spot, not being forced to start, not being forced to play big minutes. I think Grant Williams is capable of carrying between 20 and 30 minutes a game and, and Maxie coming in for maybe 10 or 12. Uh, maybe not even that much, to be quite honest. Um, nah, he's going to have to at least play 10. Uh, um, 15 to 20, probably. 15 to 20? I, I mean, I think those two are going to hold down the most of the power four minutes and probably some five minutes nah i don't think max is gonna hold down no five minutes unfortunately he held some down the other day and i didn't like it but he did oh yikes in the second game um yeah uh maxi i think coming off the bench maxi and powell off the bench max power you know yeah um or maybe omax and powell off the bench max power who knows um omax power Max Max Power. That's 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 too much Max. Um <laughs> hopefully we can get a healthy Maxi this year. Right. Um a healthy Maxi, a confident Maxi is always fantastic for the Mavs, especially coming off the bench. That'll be perfect. We need that off the bench. He's not necessarily a rim protector, but put him on the wall. He can get some fucking blocks. Uh we know what he's capable of doing on the perimeter. He's not as good as as he used to be obviously he's getting older he's not as young as people think he is um but as long as he's confident in his shot maxi is going to be valuable this to this team it just so happens to be off the bench this year and i think that's the perfect role for him yeah maxi's my fourth guy also um mm-hmm. same reasons you know i think he's different than grant yeah uh, gives us like different things a little bit more size um still a three and d guy <clears throat> like you said, he's not. He does look. He looks healthy right now. This year, I think having the summer off, not having to play with Germany, and get that ring wasn't his choice. <laughs> Getting kicked off the team, so he didn't play in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, probably was good for him. Honestly, uh, he he wanted to work on his uh, game, quote unquote, last year, or he was injured last year. But either way, he got the rest this year, and uh, hopefully, it pays dividends for the Mavericks. Uh, but yeah, I think he he's definitely clearly got to be in a rotation. We need as much size as we can get, and he is one of the bigger guys that's worth playing. He's an NBA player, like yeah. there's no doubt about it. So Maxi is for sure my fourth guy, and so then my fifth is drum roll, please. I'm gonna still keep it as Omax Prosper right now. Hmm. I think right now to start the season, I want to see if Omax can hold that spot down, but I do have DJJ in the wings. If Omax doesn't start showing a little bit more something soon. And you know what? I'm perfectly fine with Omax being a, a Texas legend. If he's not, if he get, if we go that first month and he can't give us much. Uh, I'd, I'd rather not watch him struggle. I want to go see him work on his game and come back personally. But right now I'm still having my 10 man. Um, this is tough for me. 
my fifth is a toss up between three guys. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let it go to twelve so we can say who the next two are. Okay, my fifth guy is Derek Jones Jr. Mm. Um, he's more experienced than Omax Prosper. I know what he's capable of on the court. I don't think Omax is necessarily ready yet. Doesn't have to be. It's not expected. That's okay. Um, also, the potential with Kyrie and Jaden Hardy and Josh Green and these guys running out there, you want Derek Jones Jr. with those guys. He's perfect for that lineup on the court. Um, he can provide some defense on the perimeter. He provides athleticism. He's one of the best cutters uh, finishing in the league, in my opinion. Not elite, but it's hard to stop this guy at the rim if he's got a head of steam. Off the ball, obviously. Um, can knock down some shots. He He's not a shooter by any means, but not a lot of people on the Mavs are. Um, I don't know if I want him to play that small forward or power forward position, but it can mix and match depending on the lineup. But yeah, my fifth guy is Derek Jones Jr. Okay. Who's your sixth? My sixth is Dante Exum, which was a toss-up as well because I know who I really want to put there. But yeah, six guys. Huh? You the coach? What you mean? I know, but I think it's better to put Dante Exum there than this other guy. Okay. Um, I think Dante Exum could play one through three, mm-hmm. and I think that's very valuable. Which means why he's my first guy off the bench too. By the way, okay, uh, he can play one through three, which means you can do a lot with the matchups. He provides playmaking. He provides defense. I don't know how good his shot is now. Um, so the jury's out on that. But him providing playmaking and defense alone is fine. Which means there's a lot of guys who we want to play off ball that can play off ball, mm-hmm. and most of them are shooters. He can play point guard with Jaden Hardy and Tim on the court. Keep the ball out of Tim and Jaden Hardy's hands. He could play small forward with Jaden Hardy and Kyrie on the court. Give Kyrie a break, let him play off ball. He could play small forward with Seth Curry and Kyrie on the court, with with Seth Curry and Jaden Hardy on the court. That's a small lineup, but at least you have one guy out there with some length who's tall, who on offense can run the offense and on defense can defend. So, yeah, my sixth guy is Dante Axum. And do I go to the last one? No, I'll do my sixth. Okay. I didn't know if he was doing a six or not. Yeah, my sixth is DJJ. Okay. Um, I already said I put Omax as my five. DJJ is my sixth right now because Omax is my fifth. Uh, they are very close right now for me. Like, if I'm the coach, I'm having a tough time making that call. Omax gets denied for me right now just because he is a first-round draft pick. And if he's playable, if if Derrick Jones Jr. is still just Derrick Jones Jones Jr., the shot's not falling, then I'm going to give Omax the first opportunity to show that he can hit those shots. Um, But then I know I have a veteran waiting right now, and that's DJJ, whether that's on a game-to-game basis or if uh, he eventually overtakes that spot. So right now, DJJ is six, but we're going to revisit this as we continue to see where we're at, I guess, by the end of the, the preseason. Yeah. Um, my la- This is our last guys, right? Yep. 
my last guy. My last guy, Seth Curry. Uh, I'm excited to see Seth Curry back, man. I brought him back with with the Mavs outside to play GM. Uh, I, he's the best shooter on the team, in my opinion. Uh, only rivaled by Kyrie. Uh, best shooter on the team, shooting that we've been missing. Uh, hopefully he brings some aggressiveness because last time he was here, that was something that he lacked. We always said if he had the aggressiveness of Tim of Tim Hardaway Jr., mm-hmm. he damn near be a starter on the fucking team. <laughs> that's that's all we needed from him. I don't expect to I don't expect to see him play big minutes with the team this season. Um, just based off of a regression, he's older now. Um, there are guys at his position who do the same thing he does, who are either younger with more potential or are just better. Um, but I think it will be a crime to not give him minutes, especially yeah. in situations where we truly need shooting out there. Yeah, uh, I think right now uh, I also have Seth at that spot. Uh, again, <laughs> he's kind of in a Dwight Powell role for me where he's going to come in as needed. I uh, can't really give him big minutes because we have Luca and Kyrie taking up a ton of guard minutes off the top. And then I have Exum and Hardy taking up the next two slots on the guards Exum being able to play some three as you mentioned means that there may be some spots for Seth to slide in uh let's say one of those other guys is shooting nothing but bricks I don't have to endure Tim Hardaway or Jaden Hardy bricks I can throw Seth in there instead Um, there's not much that we're losing with those other two that that Seth isn't bringing on any other part of the ask any other aspect of the game Uh, he actually can handle the ball a little bit better than some of those guys so even if you want to get creative and let him run some point for a little while, that's perfectly fine too. Uh, so Seth is my last guy in the 12, man. In my scenario, Tim Hardaway Jr. is either getting the Thibodeau Fournier treatment or traded. I, I could not put him in my 12, man. I do not want to see him play basketball for the Dallas Mavericks right now. Let's keep it in on it. That's all right. There you have it. That's tough. <clears throat> Any other thoughts about the twelve man right now before we take this break? <laughs> nah, I mean it. Most of it went as expected. We we had most of the same guys outside of Tim, just in different orders. I can run it down a little bit too, if you want me to. If you think that would be worth it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So starters, we had the same: Luca, Kyrie, Josh, Grant, and Lively. Mm-hmm. If you're not on the same page, let us know. Hit us up at the the Twitter account, Instagram. If you're a patron, hit us up on pa- Patreon, wherever. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the five. I think that's a safe five. I think everybody in that group is getting at least 25 minutes. Uh, you, you said lively 20 person. Yeah. Yeah. So I would like to get the, each body person to 25 off the bench. Exum can sub in for Luca Kyrie or Josh. In my opinion, uh, you said Hardy coming in for Kyrie. <laughs> Obviously Luca's going to probably play the first quarters again. Uh, so you should shoot trade out a, a bucket for a bucket. In your scenario, I have Holmes coming in for Lively as the um, primary backup big. Gives us something different, more of an offensive threat with the ball in his hands. Uh, kind of, and for me, I'm looking at balancing that that offensive second unit. So I have Hardy's as a bucket getter and Holmes as a bucket getter with Maxi and Omax on the wings. Uh, catch and shoot guys. And Exum running the point for you. Uh, you have Hardy pretty much running the point or being with Luca or Kyrie to where they don't need that second point necessarily is in the, in the second group. 
uh, Tim on the Tim shooting threes, uh, DJJ. We both had Maxi, and then you had Dwight Powell instead of Holmes. Only differences were Powell instead of Holmes and DJJ instead of Exum in your group. And then as far as like additional players, uh, we both had DJJ and Exum again, and we both had Seth. I think it's solid. I'm excited to see what the actual rotation would be. Yeah. Uh it's not a it's not an easy task. I will say that nah. it's not an easy task. I won't blame Jason Kidd completely because the roster is weird. And a lot of guys deserve minutes that aren't gonna get minutes. But it's also his job to figure that out. <clears throat> they pay him a lot of money to do stuff. Yep. All right, we'll take a quick break and we're gonna talk about the end of the bench after these messages. Three years ago, I picked up a mic for the first time and started my podcasting journey. Since then, I've tried a lot of different softwares and distribution services, but I finally landed on Zencaster and I couldn't be happier. It's so easy to record a podcast with Zencaster. I can log into my browser and start recording a high quality podcast right away. You get studio quality sound and up to 4K video with your guests. Feel a sense of Zen. See what they did there? Knowing that Zencaster's multi-layer backups ensure that you always have your recordings in the highest quality, even if the connection is unstable. Zencaster is an all-in-one service as well. And one thing you'll learn about podcasting is that you need a lot of different tools and services to put out a professional podcast. With Zencaster, those days are over. Zencaster's all-in-one podcasting platform allows you to create your podcast all in one place and distribute to Spotify, Apple, and other major destinations. Go to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use our code MAVSOUTSIDERS and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same easy experiences I do for all of my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. You can also hit the link in the show notes. All right, back to the show. All right, we're back. And last thing I wanted to hit, uh, we do still have an open two-way spot. We do still have a uh, couple of non-guarantee guys at the end of the bench. So anybody that you've seen anything from, any clips, any any highlights that, that stood out for you as far as guys you might want to stick i think i already mentioned dexter dennis looks like a hooper yeah um i personally was on the greg brown train just because i want more size and he's another (laughs) athlete as well i think we both mentioned that yeah and he's been hustling like he's been getting offensive rebounds and stuff like that in the first couple games but dexter dennis looks like a ball player it's going to be hard to keep him off uh that last two-way spot personally um i haven't seen enough to to make up my mind on it yet. Uh I saw the first game, only saw the first half of the second game, so I didn't really get to see the end of the bench guys. Um what I saw from the end of the bench guys in the first game, I like Dexter Dennis. Uh not interested in Jelly Walker, unfortunately simply due to size. And we already have too many guards. It's just like unfortunate situation. Um <laughs> But 
going forward in the preseason, I will be keeping my eye on Greg Brown and Dexter Dennis. Yeah, I think for me, it's pretty clear those two are the two yeah. to look at. Um, I would be interested in the idea still of AJ Lawson being upgraded to a full roster spot mm-hmm. and then maybe keeping both of those other two in two ways. Yeah. Dexter Dennis and uh, Greg Brown. I think that would be that would be a solid move by the organization. Like, yeah, that that's that's a move I could see being made with Jelly Walker obviously having his non guaranteed deal mm-hmm. cut, and he ends up on the legends. He becomes a legend on the legends because that's where his game is going to thrive. That's definitely where his game is going to thrive in the G League, and that's fine. But yeah, I don't I don't see him getting a roster spot. Right. Um. That's really all I had. Uh, we do have some interviews coming up. Do we want to talk about them? Uh, nah, surprise them. All right. Uh, and there's no telling when they're going to drop. I might drop them midweek. Um, I am going to be traveling this week. I'll be in Oklahoma City again Wednesday mm-hmm. through Friday. I'll come back on Friday. I don't, shouldn't say through Friday. I'll be in Oklahoma City Wednesday and Thursday. <laughs> uh, and then I'll be coming back home on Friday. So our recording days should stay the same next weekend. Yeah, we shouldn't be affected as far as that goes. Okay. Uh, and then they had said I was going to have to go to Dallas the following Monday, but I haven't heard anything about that, so I don't think that's going to happen. Okay. I was actually going to tell people I was in Dallas. But yeah, I remember you said that. I was like, I can't believe he just said that on air. It's crazy. But uh, they haven't said anything. I'm going to be pissed, actually, if they if I go into work or go in. If I log into work tomorrow and they tell me, yeah, Dallas is gonna happen now. Cause I'm I'm tired, man. I, I'm I'm ready. This has been a lot all of a sudden. I had two total trips the entire two years I've had this job, and now I'm just doing trips on trips on trips. Been doing a lot of traveling, brother. Getting real annoying. That shit can get exhausting. Yeah, it is. Like I thought I like flying and whatnot, but not like this. Plus, I gotta drive to Charlotte, man. Uh the last couple times I flew out of Columbia, like that's down the street. Charlotte is an hour and a half drive, so I got to do that drive, get on the plane, fly, come back, and then drive home when I come back. So, not not looking forward to any of that. I would say I pray for you, but I'll be lying. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts? Any any other things you need to plug? Um, nah, check out the Minor Reese podcast, obviously. Um, outside of that, nothing to, nothing to plug right now. All right. I'm tired, falling asleep on the podcast. If you held it together well, I couldn't tell. I'm so tired. I ain't even make jokes. Yeah, that's true. You wasn't wasn't too tired to not put Tim Hardaway Jr. in your fucking rotation, though. I, I'm, I just know this motherfucker got three touchdowns. Who? George Kittle. <sighs> that ain't doing didn't, nothing for me. Debo need touchdown. What y'all doing? He didn't score a single touchdown before this game. <sighs> Guess they trying to make up. Debo got 56 yards. It's not. I'm, I, I caught a fat L. This is some bullshit. Golf had 27 on my bench. Reynolds had 17 on my bench. Logan Thomas had 20 on my bench. Just a lot of wasted points on my bench right now this week. It's all good. It's all good. Your boy Shahid ain't do nothing for me either. Nah. nah. But he's I have him because we I get points for returns too. Okay. Um 
So yeah, he got me like six points, two catches for 28 yards. And then I guess he had a, a few return yards as well. But uh, yeah, that's all I got. Um, I'm trying to pay attention to the NFL a little bit more so I can actually talk about it. It feels weird saying I don't really watch football, football like that. It makes me feel like I'm a little sassy and I, I don't like that. You <laughs> um, <laughs> don't feel right saying I don't watch football. That's crazy. Sassy is crazy. A little bit crazy. Anyway, I see. It's actually yeah. It's crazy. A little bit crazy. <laughs> um, I got. I, I definitely need off this podcast. Until next time, folks. Peace. Peace. Added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. When it comes to teaching kids and teens about money, practice makes perfect. That's where Greenlight comes in. With a debit card and money app of their own, kids learn to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest. Parents send instant money transfers, create custom chores, and automate allowance. While kids track their spending, set savings goals, and practice money skills they can use today and for life. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com podcast.